Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. to the Proactive Caregiving Podcast. As a CPA with over 20 years as an industry accountant, Jessica stepped away from the corporate world to become a full-time caregiver for her mother. Having learned invaluable lessons along the way, she is now here to share those with you and to invite you to join her on this caregiver's journey. Here is your host, Jessica Cannon. Hello, everybody. I'm so glad you're here with me today. I am the proactive caregiver, and I specialize in educating others on how to be proactive by empowering you, the caregiver. If you cannot take care of yourself, then you can't take care of your loved one. Today, we're going to talk about the changes for Medicare enrollees for the next year of 2022, because for the growing number of millennials and sandwich generation caregivers, this topic just can't wait. Why? Well, If you had a chance to listen to one of my previous podcasts with attorney Virginia Sampson, we discussed the caregiver compliance. And what she explained is for your loved ones who are needing a designated person to speak on their behalf to help them establish or maintain their current Medicare coverage, you need to be prepared and know what you're dealing with. In that respect, you're going to need to know this Medicare information much sooner than you probably planned on. So for right now, we are in the open enrollment, and that's going to be annually between October 15th through December 7th. At this time, there is going to be more than 63 million people with Medicare in the U.S. who they will be able to now review their existing plans or new people who are coming on to try and find the plans. This is the time to look into what maybe extra benefits are available to you or find ways that you might possibly be able to save some money. Medicare Advantage, they enrolled 26.9 million during 2021's open enrollment and they're expecting to enroll up to 29.5 million during the 2022 open enrollment. And according to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services or CMS, you can expect a reduction in the average premium down by 10% or $2.22 for the average premium with a slight increase to Part D coverage of 4.8% or $1.53 per month. You know, in 2020 and 2021, parts of it anyways, it has been scary all the way around the globe. But for those dependent on healthcare services and prescription drugs like insulin, for example, They know this fear very well. Seniors living on a fixed income were challenged even more. So in response to such a challenging year, the percentage of plans offered for special supplement benefits like chronically ill individuals will actually increase from 19% to 25%. More plans will be added to the Medicare Advantage dual eligible special needs plan covering both Medicare 
and Medicaid services for those dually eligible. 2021 had 256 plans. Well, going forward, there will be 295 plans for 2022. So you've got some options to weigh out and some information to get to dig into. So this is why I asked Monique and Joe Barajas, the co-owners of Barajas Insurance Group, to come back on with me to share some Medicare changes for enrollees of the 2022 plan. Both are licensed agents uh, who live and breathe the ins and outs of Medicare, and they also train new agents as well. If you're gonna be new to the plan, or if you're the millennial caregiver who has no idea, then this information will be very beneficial for you. So thanks for coming on with me today, Joe and Monique. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So when did, for those who are catching up with us this time around, I just want to let them know, when did Barajas Insurance Group first get started? 2017 is when we officially became Barajas Insurance Group. Um, but Monique and I have been in it since, uh, I believe it's 2007 for Monique, 2009 for me. Uh, and I started uh, between 2009 to about 2016, um, really trying to learn the industry, uh, grow myself and groom myself as well as Monique into becoming, um, you know, credible and successful owners of a brokerage agency that we started in 2017. That's awesome. And apparently the growth is paying off and all the work that you guys have been putting into because from what I understand, you have a new location that our local listeners can actually visit you at. Yes, we're so excited about our new office. Um, we just moved in. We had our ribbon cutting on September the 16th and our new location is um, located at 2500 West William Cannon Drive, Building 1, Suite 101 in Austin. 78745 Austin, Texas. I know you have national listeners. Um, but I did want to mention, I really like those stats that you pulled up because every year more and more people are aging into Medicare. Um, there's more and more plant options like you mentioned. So it was really mm -hmm. interesting to see those stats and how those numbers do change year to year. So it, this is good information for everybody, really. It is because when you, I know when I was thinking about the idea of Medicare years before I ever thought I would need it, years before I ever expected to become a caregiver, that kind of information was just high level. Um, I just assumed when I need it, I'll look into it. But now that I, I personally don't need it just yet, but mom does, knowing that there's more right. of a variety and there's more plans available to meet needs, that's it's it makes me feel more comfortable about approaching this it really has come a long way since like joe had mentioned i've been in the industry since around 2008 i got licensed and worked with a certain carrier so just get, being from like 2008 just to now it's just amazing all of the new plan options the benefits mm -hmm. have increased significantly and just thinking outside the box of, okay, how can we really help seniors that are in need or Medicare eligibles that are in need? So yeah, it, it's definitely come a long way and we're really excited to be in the industry and to grow our team and to just continue moving forward with, with our business. So let's help the listeners understand a little bit more about Medicare. Uh, because when I 
also started to think about Medicare, to me, it just sounded like it was just another insurance plan. So, and I know that's my simple explanation of it, but can you help me understand what Medicare is for those who are now eligible for it? So the definition is it's Medicare is a federal health insurance program, obviously provided by the federal government. So there's confusion out there. You hear Medicare mm-hmm. and you think of big carrier names like United Healthcare or Humana or Blue Cross, which is not the case, right? There's Medicare operated by the federal government that offers you Part A, which is your hospital coverage, and Part B, which is your doctor and outpatient services, and I'll list them out here in a moment. But then there's the Medicare Advantage term that people are starting to become accustomed to, or Part C. Those are the private carriers. Same thing with the Medicare Part B, same thing with the Medicare Supplement. So before we get into that, let me finish your the answer to your question. Sure. Medicare, again, covers Part A, which is hospital. That's going to be things like uh, hospital care, skilled nursing, uh, hospice care, uh, and some specialized home health care. That's Part A. Part B is going to cover your basic doctor, whether it's the primary care or the specialist, uh, any outpatient surgery or service, any medical supplies or preventative services. That's all Medicare covers. That's interesting. So for the new eligibles that we're talking about, what age can they apply for Medicare? That would be 65. So people hear about 65 all the time. That's Mm -hmm. still tried and true. There's some talk in the government right now about possibly lowering the age to 60. Right now, as it stands today, it is 65. However, if you have certain issues like Lou Gehrig's disease, uh, end-stage renal disease, which is kidney failure, uh, or if you've been disabled for 24 consecutive months and you're not 65, you could be 25, uh, you would be eligible for Medicare in those situations. Excellent. So as they're looking for their plans, are these plans going to be individualized for the person or is it possible to find family style plans? So these plans are all individual. So um, it's not like an employer plan or Affordable Care Act side. Mm -hmm. So if it's a Medicare plan, it's all individual. So then that's where people find the confusion of the supplemental, what do I pick? versus the Medicare Advantage that might be more of a all-inclusive or the attempt to be an all-inclusive. Yeah, I actually just had this happen to me. I was at the wall, I mean, the HEB, excuse me, on Tuesday, and there was a lady who came up for her parents, very similar to what you're uh, saying on the show. And she's like, hey, I need to help my mom and my dad, um, but they have a 16-year-old that they want to add, and they both have Medicare. And she said, how do we have that? How does that happen? And I said, well, if they're on their Medicare and they're looking at either a Medicare supplement, a Medicare standalone Medicare Part D plan, or Medicare Advantage, it cannot happen. Mm-hmm. You can't have any of those three with your Medicare and add a, a, a dependent. It's all individualized. In order for them, in this scenario, right, in order for them to get, add the dependent, they couldn't even go to the Affordable Care Act because you, you can't get this Affordable Care Act or Obamacare uh, when you have Medicare. Mm-hmm. Once you have Medicare, they want you to go over to the Medicare side and, and leave the Affordable Care Act, right? So that wouldn't even be an option. What is an option for them, you know, thankfully in their situation, is the father is looking to get back to another job. If he gets to another job, they can both keep their Medicare separately, right? But they can then take an employer plan and add a dependent. 
which would be their only option at this point if they wanted to add uh, this 16-year-old uh, to their policy. Otherwise, the 16-year-old would have to look to get some kind of state, you know, chip plan or, or something, uh, something else for the 16-year-old. That's interesting. And it's hard because you have caregivers that they have multi-generational families, and I'm sure they're trying to keep their dependents with them and figure out how to add them to a plan and not leave them without coverage. Well, you'd be surprised, Jess, there's 70 to 72-year-old families, men or women, doesn't really matter, who are still working, have Medicare, and they're still working even though they don't really want to, but they have to because they, mm -hmm. their spouse is either 60 uh, or 64, whatever the case is, and they do have a dependent that's not 26 yet um, that, they, that they need to have on insurance. And so, you know, this is a real uh, situation uh, where people are just really confused, where they think, okay, well... I hear about these Medicare Advantage plans and all the benefits that they offer, or I hear about these supplement plans and it might cover my, my hospital bill 100% and I want that, but I still have to take care of my, my spouse or my dependent. And, and you just can't do that. I try to tell people just kind of like cut the cord. Once you're on Medicare, remove your mind from taking care of that spouse or the dependent because it is so very individualized. Hopefully that answers your question. It does. It just, it makes for me, for mom, she didn't have to worry about dependents or spouse at that point. So it made it a little bit easier for her. But I get that when you have families that have others that they need to consider because it's nice to have one plan that encompasses everyone. But when you reach this level, um, the idea of there being additional help but now you have to individualize it. So it, it does make it a little bit more complicated. And that's why it's like, yeah. which I can imagine that's where people say, well, I don't want to deal with it until I absolutely have to. But in this case, in the way caregivers are, the age range that are increasing, we need to know just as much as our loved ones who are eligible, if not more. That's what Medicare is. So what is Medicare not? And this question meaning, some people assume I don't need insurance, life insurance, long-term insurance, because I'll just wait until I'm of age. And then once I get Medicare, everything's fine. What can you say about that? The biggest one I'll say is Medicare is not an employer plan. It's not a TRS plan or an ERS plan. Those are the big ones that we get you know, people confused with. It is not a private entity. Medicare is a federal entity. And it is completely separate from a Medicare Advantage, from a Medicare Supplement, as well as a Medicare Standalone Part D. Medicare is strictly a, a policy you get from the federal government that covers your hospital Part A and your, and your doctor and outpatient services, like I mentioned before, Part B. That's it. That's why people look to get additional benefits. Um, as far as you know, the whole additional hospice or home health care or long-term care, Medicare actually does cover that. So under the respite care, they have respite care coverage um, that can be short-term. Mm -hmm. It can be long-term, too, uh, but the typical standard stay would be five days. Um, if you have to go to a skilled nursing facility, they will cover up to 100 days for that. Uh, after that, then it does fall on the, the person and the family. Okay. If it's hospice, then Medicare will cover it, and, and the family doesn't have to worry about it. What it does not cover, which is what a lot of, of my clients ask me about, are things like, hey, Joe, I'm taking care of my mom, and she really has trouble cooking and I just don't have the time to leave my job to make sure that she has her lunches or her dinners um, or Joe I, I you know I, I really wish I could get paid because I'm constantly at my mom's house 
making sure her bed is clean. Uh, I let her help her go to the bathroom. I help her take a bath. Um, I, I cook for her. I basically, I'm kind of her housekeeper, her caregiver, right? It does not, Medicare does not cover that. That is considered non-skilled home health care, which would then fall under a long-term care or a, a health plan or even a state-funded health plan. And that's something that I'm hoping that over the the next few years, sooner than later, that does change because there are far more caregivers out there that are in that situation and trying to find help. I know that, that their only other resort is looking for adult daycares or other respite organizations that are that fall outside of it. But it's good to know what is covered and what is not because there are some assumptions and where some may have the coverage because they have it through a separate service and just by coincidence, they're also on Medicare does not mean Medicare covers it. You know, without getting too far into benefits about Medicare Advantage, that's why people look to get these types of plans, right? Because it's possible some of these private carriers under the Medicare Advantage umbrella may offer some kind of additional benefit that's not covered by Medicare or offered by Medicare which is why they, they have that word advantage, why people look um, to get these additional benefits. Uh, otherwise, you would be looking at purchasing, like you mentioned earlier, you know, some kind of life policy or, or long-term care policy, which there are plans out there, companies out there that offer that. Um, and sometimes people qualify for certain levels of Medicaid that will include, there's a, a thing called uh, Star Plus in Texas. It's, it's, the company, I think, that offers it or manages it is Maximus through the state. But th they are the ones that would help you get this Star Plus benefit um, throughout Texas that would then help you cover those types of long-term care services that I said Medicare does not cover. So, as I mentioned earlier, there are more plans, more and more plans that are being added to this enrollment period and for going into 2022, which is excellent. But are some of these plans being added or services added a result of what happened during COVID? Can you give us any insight on any maybe updates on Medicare for COVID changes? I mean, that's definitely a possibility. I know that they have added extra benefits as far as like COVID vaccines, COVID testing being at no cost um, since COVID did, since the start of COVID. Mm -hmm. And also another highlight that never was there before was mental health the group therapy and individual therapy because they have, uh, unfortunately have noticed an increase in depression, mm. especially with our older adults because they have been isolated. Right. And so that has been included. So I've, I've noticed that um, in our areas in Central Texas in particular, there was a new carrier that came into town with some new plans specifically for people that wanted to stay in a certain network and wanted, you know, were kind of on the borderline if they didn't qualify for full Medicaid. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's definitely been somewhat of an increase in plans over here and more benefits for that. And I was liking your stats about the um, costs going down on the premiums. Luckily, the copay, or I'm sorry, the premiums on the Medicare Advantage plans have all been really low, if not zero. Wow. And the reason why people are like, well, how are these uh, plans even zero? Well, it's because you're already paying that Part B premium out of your 
Social Security for Medicare Part B. Right. So every month, no matter what, and people are like, well, I don't pay that. I'm like, check your statement because <laughs> yeah, some people don't even paying. realize it. Yeah. Exactly. And they're like, well, I haven't checked that in years. I'm like, well, you might want to check that because they're definitely taking out about $148.50 every month just to pay that Part B. So that's how the Medicare Advantage plans work is they take that out to pay whatever company you go with, the private entity, to manage your health care instead of Medicare managing your health care. So a lot of people are like, it's too good to be true. Why, <laughs> why are these plans zero? Like you see all the commercials, you get all the mailers. We hear, we hear everything right. out on the streets, you know, because we're the ones out and about. And so we're, everyone's always like, is this true? Is that true? And I'm like, well, you always want to talk to a definitely a licensed agent who knows the industry, because I will tell you more times than not, a lot of my clients, and in fact, I just got a call today that somebody over the phone called my client and enrolled him in a plan that he didn't really, one, want to enroll in, but did a voice mm -hmm. thing and said, okay. And then the next thing you know, he's enrolled. Wow. So just it's really important for people to just understand who they're talking to mm -hmm. and what they're talking to them about and just, you know, being, being smart about it. And I would say make sure they're definitely a, li a licensed agent that knows the plan area. One thing they did do was for quite some time, I think even till the end of this year, there was a concerted effort to lower some of the standard copays that were already in built into the plans um, because, you know, they, were, they knew that there were still some uh, people who were trying to recoup the funds from, from the lock-in last year um, or who just couldn't get back, you know, to working this year. So that's how these plans uh, tried to help their clients. They also saw an opportunity to basically look at their benefits and see what creative ways can we come up with um, you know, besides your standard hospital doctor, prescription drug care, your standard dental vision and hearing now, because with these plans are standard, for the most part standard. Um, so they were, they're trying to create ways, uh, which I could see, um, without saying too much, I could see in the future, one of the ways being, you know, a, a, some kind of caregiving help uh, on the non-skilled side, uh, excuse me, non-skilled side. So um, they, they are definitely recognizing uh, the need to try to yeah, to add more, and, yeah, and to add on, just thinking um, while we're talking, they did add for us agents, licensed agents, after the enrollment, um, an opportunity to have a conversation about if they've, you know, need help around the house with food, clothing, um, if they need, you know, certain needs, and they're if they're a caregiver to somebody as well, because some of this and Medicare enrollees actually are caregivers. So kind of going back to the, they have a 16 or 17 year old. So right. just kind of putting them on a priority list if they need help moving around. So that's that's kind of new still in the last couple of years. So that's good because it kind of gives the plan a, a red flag, like, hey, this person over here needs help. They're on a priority list. They need somebody to go out there and either see them or have home health care as their top priority. That's a huge relief because I don't want to wish, I mean, when COVID took place, it was rough globally. And my heart goes out to all those families that have lost a loved one. But at the Absolutely. same time, it forced programs like Medicare to actually focus in on their clientele and saying who, what their needs are. So 
it's, I mean, it makes more sense that they're adding for the mental health benefits and these other mm-hmm. added benefits because these are things that people are screaming, crying, yelling, you know, the depression is real and the isolation is real even prior to COVID. So these added benefits are incredible. They're just, they're helpful. And it, especially when you have the millennial caregivers that are stepping in and majority of them are stepping away from jobs, from income. And so having that, it's great if there are the zero based plans, but the supplemental part or trying to figure out the difference between the supplements just because now my loved one still needs dental and hearing. So how, how do I find these other things? So it's, um, right. it's helpful to, to know the difference and that the benefits are being viewed and increased and they're trying to improve it year after year. Yeah. And it became more virtual. Like virtual has been at least this year, even though it was around last year and it was around even before COVID, it wasn't as, I guess, a hot topic or it wasn't for the, for the insurance world that is, um, it wasn't as pressed upon. But now that COVID happened, mm-hmm. there's been a big push to teach, you know, their clients how to use a tablet if they didn't know how. There's been a big push on getting them to use their email or how to even access their email uh, yes. so that they can get information or just even, you know, even though it was a standard be- benefit offering for certain companies, you know, the virtual teledocs, right? It was kind of unspoken. Now it's just at the, it's at the forefront. There's virtual teledocs for a primary care, for a specialist, for mental health. So it's just becoming, you know, that's what COVID did. It really just made it more virtual. Now, I personally hope that that becomes something that they add, but that, that doesn't become the norm. I, I right. love the personal touch, yes. which is why, you know, we did open up that office and we have been having people kind of come through the doors and it's like this <laughs> reimagining or re-experiencing of a world that we knew just two short years ago. <laughs> right. But it is kind of interesting to see how that's evolving, even though, again, just two short years ago, we were all meeting face to face and now it's, it feels like we're just discovering ourselves again. Right. And just being able to <laughs> see clientele come in without their masks in most cases and see smiles again. That's correct. Or, or the honestly that the first question is, are you vaccinated? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am too. Okay, fine. And we can, we can take our masks off. <laughs> that's not even high. How are you? Are you vaccinated? Then the greeting comes afterward. <laughs> At least that's been my experience so far. I can, it has to be, unfortunately, back to your statement that they're helping to, increase that knowledge of tablets and the emails and all that information, it kind of brings up another topic for me as another reason why people who are beginning to be more, uh, getting closer to their age of eligibility, they need to be aware of the do's, the don'ts, the, the what it is and what it's not kind of scenarios, um, because there are unfortunately Medicare scams out and about. So how can the listeners uh, differentiate I guess, information and how they would go to find valid information. Yes, definitely good point there, Jess. If you want valid information, you want to go to Medicare.gov. You want to go to the government sites, um, ssa.gov or Medicare.gov, and that is very reliable. If you do go to any other sites, like the carrier sites, those are very reliable too because all the carriers have to get approved by CMS, which is the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid. So if you go to individualized carrier sites and make sure 
on the browser, the web browser, that it is, you know, www.theinsurancecompanyname.com, you know what I mean? That way, you know that you're getting accurate information because they all, like I said, have to be approved by CMS. If you get a phone call uh, fishing around for information, obviously, that's a red flag. I recently had a client call me last week saying they got a call from a certain carrier and then they asked for her date of birth. And I said, if it's the carriers calling you asking for your date of birth, that's, that's a scam. They already have your date of birth if you're already the member. So that was a red flag. She hung up. So thankfully, you know, and she reported it to me, I reported it to the carrier, you know, and they can escalate it. Unfortunately, it happens a lot more times than not. Like I was mentioning earlier about my client who got another phone call, another client who got a call and they, they switched his plan on him. And then, you know, he's not really sure what he signed up for Mm. and it's just a big old mess. So yeah, just really, uh, if you want to do your own research, definitely go to the governmental sites, go to the carrier sites. And then of course, make sure that if whoever you're talking to is a licensed agent like Joe and myself. If they're a licensed agent with their current, you can even ask for their license. We have copies of ours just because it's so important to make sure that, you know, you're talking to somebody that went through the education, is licensed by the state that you're you're in and knows the plan. Well, I'll take that a step further. Um, You know, it's actually becoming standard if it's .com or anything other than .gov, which is short for government. It's it's not the government, right? So it is Medicare.gov for government, you know, SSA, Social Security Administration.gov. If you're not on those types of sites and it says .com, you're on some kind of sales site. And if you give your information, um, they may use it or try to reach out to you. Um, So really, if the listeners can understand it, it's got to have the government, GOV, in it. Otherwise, you're on a sales site. And when you go to the carriers, they all are getting really, really good at having at the very top of their screen, as long as you put in the carrier's name that you're looking for, that one that says like under 65 or short-term plan or Medicare or life insurance. And so you can really navigate from there what you're looking for, right? And so mm-hmm. you'll get the accurate information. The other unfortunate thing, and this is until, I don't know how you really clean this up, but you know some of the sites, the governmental sites are just not accurate, right? They don't have, there's so many plans on a nationwide basis one carrier itself could have 57 plans, right? And so you're trying to populate it per zip code, per state. It's very easy to make mistakes, which is why there's a, a, a more of an emphasis and a push on speak to the local agents, right? Mm-hmm. Or local agencies, or even just the local um, people that work for the carriers. If you don't want to talk to an agent, call the company directly because you you know our job is to know our area and really just our area. And, you know some agents can do multiple states. That's good, but our job is to know whatever state that we're in. We're supposed to know those carriers that we represent, as well as all their plans. You know, uh, specific network. to the zip code, and as well as the network and the benefits. Sometimes, even if you do call up on eight hundred number, and even if you do get the right eight hundred number, you're getting somebody who may be new uh, to the job. Or hasn't spent enough time learning, you know, all 50 plus plans and all 50 or 48, whatever states, however many states each carrier's in. And so it becomes this massive data that they're supposed to know on a whim and give you the proper answer. There's so many uh, possibilities for, for errors there. So when you break it down to the local level, there's a reason for us, right? There's a reason for this specific 
person. Um, and that's why we, you know, we stress it, even the carriers are stressing it, uh, because it does alleviate fraudulent or just, it may not even be fraudulent, just maybe misinformed information that somebody wasn't trying to do on purpose and it wound up happening. Also, be leery of the commercials. As much as they might drive phone calls, you know, they're not, they're speaking on a national level. And it gives you a bad taste in your mouth if you see something that you see on a national level that might be true in Alaska or Wisconsin, but it's not true for Texas. And you're making the assumption because it was said on the TV, well, they said it, so it must be true. And then we're the ones educating you that it's not because it's all specific to uh, the city, the zip code, the state. Um, So you do have to be a little cautious about what you're hearing on the TV. I don't want to bash the TV uh, commercials, but I would be very cautious. If you see something that sparks your attention, don't call that 800 number. Do your local research and and speak to those people about it. Definitely. Have the information on hand. And that's where it's so important to understand what Medicare is and what it's not. And that way, when you go and approach, when you start to hear something that doesn't sound quite what you were expecting or is just too far-fetched, then you need to find that second opinion, possibly even the third opinion. Sometimes asking neighbors and friends that are already on plans, what works for them, what doesn't, what um, maybe agencies that are near them that they could look out for or reach out to. It's why I specifically didn't use dental vision and hearing when I was describing what Medicare is. Medicare is not dental vision and hearing. It's publicly in the news. I think a lot of us are hearing that they're talking about potentially adding it depending on what happens, right? Mm -hmm. But that hasn't happened. And Medicare doesn't offer it. And so, so many times I'll get a phone call or somebody will come up to the office or, or wherever I am at the, uh, when I'm manning a, you know, a retail kiosk and they'll say, you know, I was told that Medicare covers dental, but TV said it. Well, no, Medicare doesn't, but the Medicare advantage the private companies do. So two separate things that we're talking about, even if they might work together eventually, we're talking about two separate things, which are why it's why I appreciate the way you asked. The question, what is Medicare, not what is something else? Right. Because that's the thing is you hear Medicare and Medicare Advantage. And it, it sounds like it's the same thing with just a few more benefits, but they're two entirely different approaches to this type of coverage. Right. And just because you have a Medicare Advantage plan does not mean you lose your Medicare. A lot of people have that a realiz- or they, they think that they're going to have to lose their Medicare if they get on a Medicare Advantage, and that's not the case. They have to have Medicare A and B to qualify. Right. And so then if you have maybe an individual that, let's say if a married couple perhaps, and if the spouse was able to work and they gained their Part B throughout that time, but the other spouse did not, is it possible for them to be able to use that benefit because their spouse paid into the system? Yes. So if they've been married and the spouse, uh, one one person was working, they can the spouse can pull their benefits uh, on Social Security. So if they didn't work for ten years for the U.S., they can still qualify for Part A and they can get their Part B through their spouse. So yes, they can. It's kind of tricky, but Yes, it's a possibility that they can pull it um, from that from them, and also children as well. Nice. Yes, children can pull from their parents. Yeah, that's right. When if, if they became disabled at thirty years old and they haven't worked enough 
sector to, to have their Part A uh, not have a cost, and they haven't worked enough to get their Part B, where does it come from? It comes from their, their parents. Uh, they could pull it from the parent benefit. Also, I will state that um, since this is a common question, sometimes both spouses are eligible, right, mm-hmm. and they're working, and both either want to delay or, or one wants to get the Part B and the other wants to delay it. As long as the one that's delaying it is working and having the employer plan, everything's fine. The spouse that's, um, that's, that's on the employer plan with the husband or the wife in this situation, you know, they may have to um, get the Part B, but they don't have to take some additional plan. They can keep their spousal uh, uh, employer plan with, the, with their spouse. That, that's a big relief. Well, and often, oftentimes, if somebody's still working and they're married and they're both Medicare eligible, their premium's going to be really expensive on the employer plan, more times than not, depending on who they're working for and what kind of benefits they get. So a lot of times, they will drop their spouse and their spouse will get on a Medicare Advantage plan and pay, you know, pay that Part B premium, their Part A's, you know, at no cost if they've worked in the U.S. for 10 years. And, you know, it, it helps saves on the employer side because usually once you add a spouse on the employer plan, it skyrockets, right, the premium, especially <laughs> based on age. Right. So then a lot a lot of the times we end up helping the spouse get on a Medicare Advantage plan while that individual rather stay on their employer plan until they're ready to retire. And then when they're ready to retire, they can get their Part B late. So then they have two separate dates. And that's fine because that's a special election. And then that, at that time, they have 63 days to get on a, on a Medicare Advantage plan. So the timing of when they actually get on, I know this is the open enrollment time period. So if someone becomes of age for the Medicare and they're eligible, say early on in the year, they still have to wait until this open enrollment period to enroll. Is that correct? If they're eligible in the beginning of the year, then they have an initial enrollment period, three months before their birth month, the month of their birth month, and then three months after. Mm. So yeah, some people's birthday falls in during AEP, mm. but um, if AEP is annual enrollment period, which is what we're in right now, October 15th through December 7th. However, if we enroll people during this time and use this election, their plan will not start until January the 1st of 2022. However, if it's their initial enrollment and they're turning 65 in November, mm-hmm. for example, their plan, we can have their plan start November 1st, oh. as long as we enroll them before November. You know, So it really just depends on everybody's different. Everybody's situation is different. So that's why it's good that we're having this conversation yes. because you know, it's not a one size fits all. Definitely not. So it's, I would definitely recommend you speaking with, um, or anybody listening who's in the situation to speak with a licensed local agent in their area, um, to help them with their situation. Cause the first thing I talk to clients is, you know, they have questions for me, but then I throw questions back at them so that I can get an idea. We can get on the same page of okay, this is where you're at, this is what you need, and these are your options. And that's the tricky part. And that's why this proactive planning is important, finding out that information well in advance. So you have that in your mind, knowing even if it's a year away, two years away, I mean, know what's coming. Start looking into the government websites, as you mentioned, 
to start saying what are the expected changes coming and so you know what to ask for and what to tell your agent when you get to speak with them this is what I've, I'm aware of this is what I've heard is this true so you can confirm that information I could start speak to your audience now since they're not I mean some of them might be you know Medicare age but they're those that are trying to help their parents or those who may be coming close to the Medicare age the one thing that I would like to kind of get out there now is this whole mindset of BEST best there's this thought that there's a best plan um, there is no such thing there is a plan that fits your needs and that's why you want to meet with an agent and you want to have a two-way conversation not a one-way I mean maybe in the beginning I might talk for the first 30 35 minutes because I'm educating you but it should be a two-way street right because you have needs or maybe your mom has needs mm -hmm. that I'm not aware of I don't have a crystal ball I can't see what she needs right. maybe if I'm in the home I can do that I've been doing this long enough to kind of assess right but it's not really I'm not an assessor it's not really my job you, there's a two-way conversation so that we can together find a plan that fits your needs and that's why this whole best plan to me doesn't really ever exist out there because it's, it's the right plan for the right person at the right time to right. fit your needs and that may not be the same as as your neighbor down the street betty sue it could be completely different exactly. right so i would like to start to say that now because it's important i think for, yes. for everyone to hear thank you for saying that and because that's the the added confusion when people are looking at the medicare side and they're looking the, at the list of supplements well what's the best one to go with what and I did the same thing. What's the best plan to choose for the amount of money and make sure it's something that I choose and within three or four months not have that buyer's remorse thinking, oh, I should have gone with this other plan instead. When it's at that point, it's sort of too late. I have to wait for another open enrollment. So I'm glad you said it and put it that way because what was my idea of best? There is no real best. Meeting the needs is what's best. That's correct, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, going back to being proactive with your caregivers, we do get handfuls of people coming to us saying, hey, we're 64, we're not getting on Medicare till next year or whatever. So we do see a lot of people that are proactively trying to plan it mm -hmm. out. So I'm, I get really excited when they come to me and that way I can kind of guide them, okay, you want to go to Medicare, you want to apply for Part B, and you kind of just like already make that initial contact because it's like, okay, then I'm going to call you when I get my Medicare card because, you know, it's it's kind of, you're already starting the process. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's really nice to see that people are being proactive about it. Yes, especially I have come across a friend or two in the last two years or so that had procedures that they were needing to go through whether it was a shoulder surgery or a knee surgery or an ankle surgery and they wanted to wait until they were on Medicare to help because it was something that was going to be an additional help financially but doing that research and asking and figuring out what can I expect what is possible what do I need way in advance will save you time and money and a lot of frustration oh yeah Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So what do you feel is one of the, I guess, one of the biggest things or just an area that people, you have to break their assumptions the most when they come forward as a new enrollee? I couldn't narrow it down to one. I have multiples that <laughs> pop into my mind that are here. The, the, the first one is, is the whole Medicare, right? You know, um, 
the thought process that Medicare covers everything and that they worked all their life because, uh, and they paid into Medicare. And so now they're expecting for Medicare to not have a Part A or a Part B deductible or to not give tell them that they have to pay 20% or, right. I mean, people look at me very confused when I tell them uh, that's all the Medicare covers and there's no prescription coverage or there's no maximum out of pocket. So if, if for whatever reason your bill is $20,000, if that's what it is, right, this is just an example, right. uh, then that's what you owe with Medicare, right? They get so confused by that because all they're hearing is or thinking is I've worked all my life. I'm going to get Medicare. Mm -hmm. This is what it should cover. They're hearing their friends talk about plans, and they don't know if it's a supplement plan because they're not properly educated or an advantage. Um, and then they're hearing from the TV all these extra benefits. So by the time they get to me or to Monique or my team, the thought process is I've got Medicare, so it handles everything. That would be one that's a little you know, frustrating for me because I'm having to pull back these layers. And, you know, with everything going on and all the scammers that are out there, yeah. that's the first thought process is, oh, here's this guy. I'm pretty sure I was right. Here's this guy trying to pull back these layers and re-educate me. So, you know, of course they're going to think he must be misguiding me until they realize that the information I'm providing is accurate and you can find on the internet. That's my biggest thing is everything I say you can find at medicare.gov or at specific carrier site. Yeah. That's one. The other one that really is a big, uh, I don't want to say obstacle, but one that I hear a lot is I want a supplement. I want a supplement. I want a supplement. But they haven't been educated to what a Medicare supplement is, which Barajas Insurance Group offers Medicare supplements. They are separate from Medicare. They are separate from Medicare Advantage, and you cannot have a Medicare supplement with a Medicare Advantage. They just don't go together. Um, but they always say, I want a supplement, and they wind up describing what looks to be a Medicare Advantage because they haven't been properly educated and, and have been given a distinction between the difference between a Medicare supplement and a Medicare Advantage. So that one would be one that I see quite often. And then the third one for me that pops in is, um, I guess, somewhere, and, and again, I don't blame them with all the stuff that's going on on TV. Somewhere along the line, there's this thought process that I'm going to charge them to see me, mm -hmm. uh, that my services have a fee, uh, and that they need to be worried just to, to talk to me, right? That's me personally, right? right. Not Joe Barajas or Barajas Insurance Group. I'm just saying brokers in general. That's not the case. You know, there shouldn't be a broker charging a fee out there. They stay really, they, if there isn't one, if they are, there is one, then you need to uh, talk to another one. Right. We, our job is just to give you the proper information you need, whether it's for a Medicare supplement, a Medicare Part D, or Medicare Advantage. There's even rules in place about what we can talk about without your permission. We don't have your permission. Mm -hmm. The only thing we can talk about is Medicare supplements. We have to get in writing permission to talk about the scope of appointment, to talk about a Medicare Part D plan and a Medicare Advantage plan. And then from there, you know, we can educate you um, on what's going on there. But and then we get compensated based on, uh, from the carriers, not by you, ever. So That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing about that. And then also, like I had mentioned earlier about um, zero, it's too good to be true. Like, I, yeah, well, they are paying for it based on their Part B premium. So trying to get that explained to them, that's another, you know, um, hurdle that we have to go through as well. So... I know there is far more information to go in through and we can't get to it all at this point in time right now, but I want the listeners to be able to 
know how to contact if they're wanting to ask questions and especially if they're locally. So how do they find you and Joe and Monique for Barajas Insurance Group? Absolutely. So I gave our address um, earlier in the episode, but I'll go ahead and repeat it. We are located at 2500 West William Cannon Drive. We're in Building 1, Suite 101, Austin, Texas, 78745. Um, you can definitely give us a call. Our office um, 800 number, which will get directed to Joe or myself, it is 1-888-347-347. 2278. And then of course we have our website, which is biginsurancegroup.com. So you can also find information on there about Joe and myself. Um, we do need to update it. So it's a little um, outdated with our pictures, but no, we've been, yeah. So definitely check that out. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to share this information because this is one area that is very in depth and can be very frustrating. So I appreciate you taking the time of uh, clearing some of this up for us. Appreciate you having us on. Definitely. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining in today. I hope this gave you a little bit more food for thought when you're reaching for your Medicare open enrollment period. And until next time, be proactive. Take care. Thank you for joining us today. We really hope you've enjoyed this episode. To learn more about proactive caregiving and to hear other episodes of this podcast, please visit www.jessicalizelcannon.com. This podcast is produced by Cannon Light Media, LLC, www.cannonlightmedia.com. Music provided by Chris Paradise. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.